to blathe. No, no, he said true love. No, he said to blathe, which means to blathe. No, no, he said true love. I'm your wife. I know he said true love. Oh, yeah, the talented Porter Baldwin right here. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a witch, I'm your wife. <laughs> One of my favorite movies. <laughs> hey, welcome. I'm Tom Baldwin. This is the Sanguine Podcast. So glad you're here today. You are family. If nobody told you, you are. You're a part of this amazing family. Hey, thank you for listening. And you are so welcome. And I'm so glad that you're part of this family. We are a worldwide family and we are a community of people discovering the mystery and intrigue of a walk of faith and a life of faith. (laughs) And so if you're on the outside and you're just like, hey, I'm not into all that religious stuff. Hey, you are going to find a place here because neither am I. (laughs) Rare form today. Rare form. Rare form. I love the Princess Bride movie. Always gets me in rare form. And today we are going to talk about love. We are going to talk about the love chapter. I had a podcast named uh, uh, The Perfect Love Cure. And this is kind of like just, uh, it's not the same podcast. It's a little bit of a follow-up because there is a, man, love is such a powerful thing. And for many of us, I think it's, it's totally misunderstood. And it's, uh, it's a little bit elusive. And sometimes we bask in it and then all of a sudden it's gone and we wonder where it went. And so... We're just going to spend a little more time there. So what a better way to start out than with the Princess Bride and just some good, clean humor. Anybody want another peanut? <laughs> Those of you that are getting the references out there and some of you are like, please stop. So, hey, we are going to start. I'm just going to start. I, I've done this in a few podcasts and man, I'd actually appreciate your feedback if you like me reading or not, or if you kind of like the looseness where I have you go to the scripture, but I I enjoy reading the scripture. You can be the judge on how good I am at it. I think sometimes better than others, but it's in 1 Corinthians, which is a city during biblical times in the Roman Empire, uh, verse chapter 13. So if you ever wonder what is a Corinthian, it, it is a citizen of Corinth. And so it is the Corinthian people to be more specific. And They just put numbers in the Bible. They were originally just letters. They put numbers to help us reference and find things in the Bible. They didn't have numbers in them. And so there's not any specific rhyme or reason to the numbering. So if you were wondering about that or you never knew that, um, Corinthians specifically was a letter from Paul, the apostle, sent one to the Corinthian church. Verse 1. This is just, yeah, this is just part of a letter. Think of it as that. If I speak in the tongue of men or of angels, but do not have love. Some of you are already lost. What, what do you mean? Well, we'll just, I'll just quick reference this. Maybe I'll do a podcast, but um, it's obvious in the Bible that there are a couple different types of tongues. One is speaking in other languages that are on the earth. So people that don't normally speak in a language are able to speak in a language so other people could understand it that we see in the beginning of Acts when Peter is preaching. And the other kind of tongue is this language that is often referred to like as a heavenly language, the tongue of men and angels. And so maybe some podcasts will go there. It's not really um, that important to this conversation other than in reference to love. So if I speak in the tongue of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy, so that is to be able to foretell the future and can fathom all mysteries. Wow, that would 
possibly come in really handy and all knowledge. And if I have faith that can move mountains, that would also come in pretty handy. But do not have love, I am nothing. Wow. So we're gathering here. Love is pretty important, right? If I give all the possessions I have to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Now, this is Apostle Paul writing here. And here he goes. He's talking about love. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be still. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part, but when completeness comes, what is in part disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put the childhood ways behind me. For now we only see as a reflection in a mirror. Then what we, in a mirror, then what we see face to face. Now in part, then we should know fully. And... Tom lost the last part of that, but it talks about all those things that cease. I know that's like anticlimactic. You're just like, dude, you can't do that kind of crap. Uh, Sorry, I did. You know, I'm just trying to save the planet by saving paper. And uh, (laughs) anyway, the last part of that says these three will remain faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. So love is so important. And when I was reading and when I was looking at this earlier when I've been thinking about this, because this is like so many things that I talked about in here. These things like go on in the background on and off again. And I I process these things for a long time until they kind of like bubble up to the surface and like, I was looking at love and I was like, I I don't think I've ever had much love in my life. I don't know that I've shown much love. And I was just like, love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It's not proud. Does not dishonor others. It's not self-seeking. Oh man, that's a hard one. It's not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. You remember when you did that? It's like, man, it keeps no record of wrong. How the heck are you supposed to have leverage if it keeps no record of wrong? How could you ever win an argument if love keeps no record of wrong? I mean, is there a place for love with arguing? I, I just, I'm not sure. It's like, if it keeps no record of wrong, how are you going to bring up the past? I mean, thank Oh, I was going to say thank God, but that's probably not appropriate in this sense. Thankfully, humans are not perfect. So there's there's records to keep and there's wrongs to keep. And it's like, man, I not ever win another argument. It's, it's not easily angered, man. You've got to get that fire to win that argument. Love does not delight in evil. Man, when someone does you wrong, you don't get to pay him back. I mean, it's like, it's just fair. They hit me, I should get a, or they said mean things about me, so I should get a blah, 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 blah about them. Oh, and it rejoices in the truth. Well, that's good, because I've, I've said in the past that I like truth. It always protects. I'm a, I'm a pretty good protector, so check plus for Tom. We're, we're deep in the negatives, but that's, that's a plus. 
always trust way better at trust than I used to be early years. Trust was like, yeah, that was pretty rough. Always hopes. Yeah. Hit and miss. Always perseveres. I'm, I'm a pretty good perseverer. That that's one of my strengths. Love never fails. Well, <laughs> I have to say failure uh, has oftentimes been my strength. Learning from failures has been one of my strengths. And, uh, uh, I guess I'm, I'm not, I'm called to love, but I, I, f I fall really short of that. I don't know about you as I'm going through all that. I mean, the first part of that, it just kind of, you know, send it up how important love is. You're just like, yeah, this love's really important. And it's like, I know love. I know that warm, fuzzy feeling. And, and I bought girls roses and I bought my daughters like flowers and I bought my wife flowers and, and, and I've got good gifts. I know what love is. Wow. No, I'm absolutely a hundred percent clueless. I have no idea what love is. And as I read that, and you have to know, this is not my first time here. And for many of you out there, this is not your first time there either. And, you know, it has that warm, fuzzy feeling when you're sitting in the big institutionalized church when they read that. And you're just like, oh, that's so wonderful. And uh, you just put your name in it, you know. All right, here we go. Tom is patient. Mm, yeah, mostly. Tom is kind. Uh, yeah, majority of the time. Tom does not envy. <sighs> rough, rough, rough. Tom does not boast and is not proud. <laughs> Better. Tom does not dishonor others. Better. Tom is not self-seeking. Uh, off and on. Tom is not easily angered. As long as he's not working on a vehicle, that is probably pretty much true. Tom keeps no record of wrongs. Definitely a lot better in the past. Man, they were precise records. Tom does not delight in evil. Most of the time, but Tom does like payback. Tom rejoices with the truth. That's pretty much true. Tom always protects, mostly. Tom always trusts. Pretty good these days. Tom always hopes. Yeah, better. Tom always perseveres. And then lastly, Tom never fails. Absolutely not. So part of this podcast is I just want to bring it home and I want to drive a point home that as human beings, and I'm putting you in this court because I know a lot of you and I've interacted with a lot of you and I, I know a lot of human beings and I've been around a lot of human beings. And I know for the most part, other than a few in my life that have come fairly close to that, I, I have to confess, I have known some people and so they're out there. And if you're one of them, you can be an exempt, but if you're probably one of them, you probably wouldn't exempt yourself from this because you're a person that exemplifies all this, so you wouldn't have a problem with what I'm saying. Wow, was that confusing? Yeah, but Tom, I understood that. Hey, the dude talks to himself. I know, weird. <laughs> no, I, I'm really here. I'm, I'm, I'm a little on the goofy, loopy side today. But the point being, we cannot do this on our own. We as human beings do not have these capacities. And so the way that we get those, and it's what I talked about in the perfect love cure. And it's kind of, it's the reason that I want to talk, talk about this today is that we have to receive God's perfect, unconditional love in heavy, heavy doses. And then this starts to flow out of us. And so it's like, we need to get the good in. We need the good to come in. We need the good to proliferate in us as it will, because we have, we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So 
as a believer in Jesus and when you've accepted his work, when you let his love come in, when you receive it, this isn't something you just apply. This is something you receive through vulnerability, letting your guard down, letting him come in, letting him minister, letting him touch those tender, those hurtful spots. As that comes in and that you have the seed of life in you in the temple of the Holy Spirit, that this will proliferate and this will start to come out and this will be true of you, that all these attributes of love will start to be true of you because as you receive that perfect love cure in that does so much more than cast out fear, but it does do that, but it does so much more, it comes in. And as we let it into those tender spots through vulnerability, through submission, and through desire, desiring to let God in, let him heal and our hurts, that his love begins to do its work. And it creates this beautiful thing that we start to become in Corinthians chapter 13, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. It starts to be the reflection that we see in the mirror, but it is all about the input. The output comes from the input. The driving force is God's unconditional love. And as it drives into us, that we give it the green light, literally, we give it the green light through vulnerability and submission, and it comes up, it will produce that. And what's really cool, that we can be a conduit and a fairly significant sense, which when I talked about the people that are close to this, they are believers, and they've let this work happen in their life, they gave me a taste of this and they began that process that helped that vulnerability and submission in my life get there. So you can see how this is a cyclic thing. And as we start the cycle, it just continues in this wonderful, prolific cycle of building life, 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 wholeness, happiness, joy, peace, patience, kindness, all this stuff just starts to churn. And it's Oh, it just makes me so dang excited. I when, uh, when I feel God's unconditional love come in me, it is so easy to share it with my wife and my family. And let me just tell you, I'm pretty sure that the dosage is like hourly, if not minutely. That minutely, you like that word? Minutely? Hey, minutely. Uh, kind of sounds like the Harper Hall books, mentally, except for minutely. Um, but we need that. And so it goes back to we need to be in constant fellowship with the big HS, the big JC, and the big father. I don't know. Well, they're God. They're big. Of course they're big. And that that description is appropriate because they're big in who they are and in the influence they have and the love that they have. And so we need that intimate fellowship. So as we wrap up here, just realize that, nope, you, you're not going to be able to love on your own. You need that love and unconditional love flowing into your life regularly. And then you will easily fulfill this chapter and it won't be so daunting. Oh boy, here comes a COVID. Knees. <laughs> wow. Nailed the microphone. I've already had COVID, by the way. Survived that. Done that. And God wasn't surprised when I got it or when it COVID came about. Contrary to popular Christian Believe God is surprised about COVID and that a man made vaccine needs to come and cure COVID because God is shocked by COVID. Oh, I'm sorry. If you are, if that's a sensitive subject for you, really, I ask for your forgiveness. And uh, I, I do, humor is part of who I am. And so, can, can we just laugh at that and then you forgive me later? Is that how it works, Tom? I, let's just say that's how it works. 
anyway, you receive God's love in, and then you you do that by maintaining an intimate relationship with him. Intimate mean like your best buds. And uh, scripture talks about how Jesus is closer than a brother, that kind of relationship, friends that talk and receive good things from each other. So, hey, let me just pray for you. Hey, Holy Spirit, I'm so grateful for your work in our lives and just how you manifest yourself, how you speak. And Father and Jesus, your your intense love for us, it just, it permeates us. And so I just pray for my friends again this week that they just continue to experience your love and depth and understand on a deeper level the mystery and intrigue of this beautiful walk of faith. And as we finish up with Porter Baldwin here, and uh, just love this. We're going to get some more tracks laid down. I, like I said, I'm busy. I know excuses, but hey, 406BigT at gmail.com. Would love to hear from you. Have a fantastic week. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. Just some exit notes here. If uh, you're listening to this, you're listening to one of three podcasts. There are two other podcasts you might be interested in. So there is my Sanguine podcast. There is the Yup podcast and a podcast specifically designed for encouraging women of all ages. The Yes Women podcast. I just encourage you to go and try some more of Tom Baldwin's podcast.